Hey, it's Brent. You're getting a bonus episode of Burgundy Blogcast because Jay Gruden got fired this morning and Bill Callahan got named interim head coach. The first part was obvious. The second part was fine, even if not my top preference. Callahan had a presser today and he said a couple of things that made one and only one of my eyebrows go up. So I did my postgame pod last night, of course, before Jay Gruden's firing was official, which didn't happen until 5 or 6 a.m. this morning. But I operated in that podcast essentially under the assumption that he was about to get fired, because it certainly did seem like a foregone conclusion. Therefore, the fact that it actually came to pass was no surprise. And even though I do not expect that move to have any immediate effect on the team's ability to win a game, I think it was absolutely necessary because no team can abide the sort of losing that they've now done for five weeks in a row, especially not under a head coach who came into the season on ultra-thin ice to begin with. My preference for his interim replacement was Kevin O'Connell. I know he's young and is relatively light on coaching experience having only just this year become a coordinator for the first time, and not even yet had the responsibility of being primary play caller. But, as I reasoned previously, I felt and still feel like he's the only person on this staff who has even the slimmest chance of being a viable candidate for head coach of the Redskins in the future. And therefore, I would have found some value in a preview of sorts, and especially in seeing how Dwayne Haskins would operate with O'Connell as the top dog. All of that said, I do understand that there were some cons or risks of O'Connell taking over. The first being that he is very raw, and even though he seems very intelligent and totally competent, I guess it's possible that the whole operation could have become very disorganized and fallen into even deeper disrepair than it is currently. That strikes me as unlikely, but I guess, hey, it's there. There's also the thought that you should just at least let the guy be a coordinator for a full year so he could come in with some base of experience in having been responsible for a larger group of players, and additionally the idea that maybe taking over at such a low point and with such little warning could somehow taint or tarnish him for future candidacy. Therefore, I think Callahan being named interim head coach, retread and low ceiling though he may be, with O'Connell moving into the role of more traditional offensive coordinator and full-time play caller, is at least an acceptable alternative. However, Callahan immediately said some things in his capacity as head coach that tripped my radar and not for the better. Including, of course, most importantly, his assertion that Dwayne Haskins is not even immediately in consideration for taking over the starting quarterback drop. This is crazy dumb. First of all, forcing us, any of us, to watch more Redskins football for the next several weeks or even months with the game results now rendered utterly meaningless, and with this offense again helmed by either Colt McCoy or Case Keenum, is cruel and unusual punishment. I think it was Michael Jordan who once wisely said, the ceiling is the roof. Well, this current Redskins offense, under Case Keenum or Colt McCoy, the ceiling is the floor. I mean, damn, this situation will be completely unwatchable. Going a step further, I am hard-pressed to think of a single solitary soul, any individual on the face of planet Earth, who will benefit from either of those two men taking real regular season snaps under center for the Redskins. By the way, that includes the two of them, since they are obviously just going to continue getting sacked and turning the ball over at a breakneck pace. Neither one of them has any future at all beyond this season with the franchise, either of which, in my opinion, could and should be traded immediately for literally anything. And even the myth of these veterans giving the team the, quote, best chance to win 
has been thoroughly dispelled over the last several weeks. So there's just nothing left. I mean, it is crazy to me that Callahan stipulated with confidence and certainty that one of those two guys must be his quarterback. I've said and tweeted this many times by now, but you play Haskins because you have so much to gain and very little to lose. The live experience against good defenses, bad defenses, middle-of-the-road defenses, whatever, would be invaluable for him going forward in terms of knowing what to work on in the offseason, what to study, what to review, how to work out, which teammates to prioritize spending time with in the summer and what to do with them, and when and where. It would help him in minicamp, training camp, preseason, and obviously it would help him to feel more comfortable in September 2020. By which time, the 15th overall pick should be fully ready to start kicking ass, not breaking in his cleats. He'll learn what throws he can make and which ones he can't on an NFL field. He'll learn calls, audibles, protections, pocket presence, clock management, how and when to celebrate success, how to handle and overcome failures. He would learn so much more about coverages, blitzes, preparing at home, preparing on the road, hard counts, silent counts. None of these things are adequately simulated in practice or by watching. I do not understand how the importance of this live experience is still being diminished by many fans. Meanwhile, the risks or downside of playing Haskins now are so small in my perspective. He's a big guy. He's plenty mobile. He's fully healthy. Everyone agrees he is smart and a very hard worker. And he's oozing with confidence. Of course he's going to take sacks. And of course he's going to throw picks. Who cares? It's not going to ruin his psyche. It's not going to Patrick Ramsey him or David Carr him. Patrick Ramsey just wasn't that good, by the way. And David Carr's situation was arguably far worse. Haskins is a pedigree prospect. He's won at every level. He's been acclaimed at every level. He loves to win. He's used to winning. And he's cocky. Everyone says this and you've seen it. The league done messed up and all that. His little personal logo is a lion because he's a king. He's not going to get broken by playing 11 games on a bad offense for a bad team. I think he's going to learn how much it sucks and get a little bit of taste of heinous, ugly losing so that he can spend the rest of his career avoiding it. He'll take some sacks, but yeah, quarterbacks take sacks. The Redskins line isn't great, but it's not such a disaster that exposing him is just criminal. And if he's getting lit up, then alter your offense. Augment the protections. Prioritize it. You're allowed to do that, you know? Cut out the Steve Spurrier sections of the playbook. You can still get him tons of that valuable experience while doing your best within reason to keep him upright. He would come out of the year better and more prepared for next year. And that right now should be more important to this organization than almost anything else. Callahan, for his part, gives the impression of wanting to work the team probably a little bit harder in practice, which I certainly don't object to. Perhaps he will work to improve the overall team discipline, which can't hurt, although I will point out that his unit, the offensive line, is among the most penalized in all the sport. Anyway, Callahan's personality and his stamp on this team, on this organization as pseudo-head coach for the next three months, is meaningless because he will not be the next head coach. And any forthcoming wins are utterly meaningless because there will be no carryover, no momentum, no positive trajectory to be had in carrying over from one short-term band-aid of regime to whoever or whatever comes next. In terms of culture, at least to the extent that it, that it can be influenced by the head coach, it will be a clear and definitive restart or reboot in January. Callahan's mark on this team is pointless. He's just a placeholder so the team can officially begin in earnest its search for the next real coach. I don't care in the slightest whether he wants to get back to running the ball more or like pads at practice. None of that stuff matters. He is just filling time. 
Bruce Allen's press conference before Bill Callahan's made me so angry that I wanted to punch my computer monitor. He continues to dodge responsibility and accountability for a decade of consistent losing, even though he is the most singularly responsible for the losing after, of course, Dan Snyder. He seems physically unable to take public blame for what are obviously his own shortcomings, and that personality disorder has trickled down and pervaded the staff and the roster for years. It probably runs rampant in the training, conditioning, nutrition, counseling, and support staffs too, which I'm sure has played a role in many of their widely publicized off-field failures as well. For Bruce Allen to insinuate that Jay Gruden was the primary reason for the last six seasons of underachievement is an insult to our intelligence as fans and just the worst kind of self-serving lie. I mean, damn, I would so much rather have one free shot at kicking him in the nads than a year's worth of season tickets. Those two things are not even remotely close in terms of expected utility. This guy not only continued to dodge all the hard questions about his own accountability, but had the nerve to imply that the only problem with last season was Alex Smith's injury, again, and that the current staff and roster are good enough to be competitive under any other head coach. Again, it's not just that he lies or that he's dumb. It's that he assumes you are dumb. This is why the chronically hapless Redskins can't even have the decency to be lovable losers. They're freaking hateable losers. They're villains. They are the enemy of the fan. I just want Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen to get hemorrhoids and poison ivy. The last point I will make on this feel-good bonus pod is that as long as Dan Snyder is the owner of the Redskins, and until proven otherwise, which I am confident that we will not be, you must never again, as a discriminating fan, fall victim to false confidence in a new coach, or a new quarterback, or a good draft, or even a lucky winning streak. None of those things are enough to overcome the darkness. There will be some changes approximately three months from today. There will be some headlines. They will involve high-profile names and large contract numbers and trades and cuts and promises. Do not be hypnotized by the shiny toys, for they will not still shine in the darkness. (laughs) 